Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river tonight Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another monotone episode of Texas, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. Where Gunner is trying to speak a little more quietly for the fans. I'm just asking (laughs) you to speak normally. (laughs) I, I have two volumes. You have like five. Well, the one that I use on the microphone is... Is occasionally too loud. Occasionally that, too loud. I hope I never make you feel bad about that. <laughs> I don't feel bad. The, the voice why. I use... Hey, if if you remember, uh, you had to ask me to speak louder. It's true. So we're so meeting, we're meeting in the middle. Keep in mind, I don't feel bad. That's why I'm trolling. Just like with politics, <laughs> we meet in the middle. Just like with politics, we don't know what we're talking about, uh, yeah. and we're meeting in the middle. Exactly. But Pol- before politics we, and technology. Uh, before we get out of our depth... <laughs> I think we're already there, buddy. As always, we have our not sponsors. Your favorite part of the show and our favorite part our of the show. Our favorite part of the show. Our first not sponsor for today's podcast is High Rises. Do you have a bar that you love to go to every Friday with your friends? Not anymore. High Rises. Taking over every fun place you've ever loved in your entire life. High Rises. Why have a place where you could shop, a place where you could get gas, an affordable place where people who don't have six-figure jobs can live? High-rises. No one asked for them, but they're there. High-rises. Do you like sunsets? Not anymore. (laughs) High-rises. Do you like obstruction? High-rises. Obstructing and constructing since 2015. That... Hey, hey, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. that. It came. That's I said it. It That was was really excellent. When the creative bus comes, you got to get on. You got to get on because it's leaving the station. So you know, secret billionaires that are listening. I I almost don't. I almost don't even want to do mine now. No, dears. I want to hear. I feel embarrassed. Who's the other not sponsor? Our other not sponsor is drive-in movie theaters. Drive-in, drive-in movie theaters. theaters. Are you a horny teenager looking to score? (laughs) Drive-in movie theaters. Drive-in movie theaters. Are you a horny teenager looking to score? (laughs) Drive-in movie theaters. It's all the worst parts of a movie put together with none of the good stuff. (laughs) Drive-in movie theaters. Drive-in movie theaters. Have you ever been sitting in a regular movie theater and thought, huh? It'd be better if it smelled like my car right now. Drive-in Drive in movie theaters. theaters. Do you love modern appliances like air conditioning, heating, and surround sound? Not at a drive-in movie theater. <laughs> drive-in Drive in movie, movie theaters. theaters. Making mothers hate their eight-year-old son and all of his friends since 1965. Drive-in Drive in movie, movie theaters. theaters. Did you ever make out at a drive-in? Yes. Yeah? Please. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, here, obviously not sponsoring us, but like, Drive-in movie theater might be my favorite, like, second date. It's a good one, because you can talk. There's yeah. intermission. You have a truck, so you can sit If in you the want bed to, you can truck. sit on the bed if it's a nice night. Yeah. We are in Austin, so you've got the whole, like, I might get eaten alive by mosquitoes thing. Yeah, true. So you do have to be careful. Yeah. Oddly enough, Jenny and I have, we bought tickets to a drive-in movie theater almost two years ago now. Yeah. And they got canceled the first night. So we have a credit at this drive-in movie theater that we have tried to use two other times and it keeps getting canceled. So yeah. are you a horny married person also <laughs> looking to score? Drive-in, drive-in movie, movie theaters. theaters. <laughs> All right. You want to hear about our small town? Always. 
All right, our small town of the week is Sanderson, Texas. Mm, Sanderson. Sanderson is Jay Sauceda's favorite small town yes, in Texas. Is. He was a guest a few weeks ago, friend of the pod, shouts out. Sanderson is a census-designated place in the county seat of Terrell County, Texas. The population was 837 at the 2010 census. Going to have to update that pretty mm-hmm. soon. Sanderson was created, not founded, created as part of neighboring Pecos County. It became the seat of Terrell County in 1905. A little bit of background. Sanderson was founded, as we just said, in 1882. It was a division point for the Southern Southern Pacific Railroad, where refueling and crew changes on its main transcontinental route took place. Mohair and wool production on surrounding ranches formed a significant part of the economy. The community entered in an economic decline when the operations involving sheep and goats decreased. So that's kind of our first step into thriving to not thriving so much. (laughs) Then a devastating flood in June of 1965 killed 26 people, which is half the population, and washed away homes and businesses near the usually dry Sanderson Creek. Since then, many flood control dams have been erected across the arroyos upstream from the town. Uh, If you go today, there's an illustrious tour brochure that guides visitors past 50 different historic sites, including several notable buildings remaining in the town's more prosperous area. Um, And yeah, really the biggest hit was after regulations changed in 1995, the Southern Pacific Railroad ended the practice of changing train crews and overnighting them in Sanderson. So by 2013, the community had lost all of the businesses that were around the railroad uh, that it had during its peak, and the population uh, was half of what it used to be post-flood. Hmm. So this is kind of a common theme for a lot of these small towns. You have a railroad, everything's good. Yeah. And then they get rid of the railroad. Everything sucks. Texas podcast <laughs> not brought to you by railroads. Texas not sponsored, not sponsored by the by railroad. railroads. It's like every single railroad said, you know what? Let's just overnight that part. Mm-hmm. Just get all the way through Texas and then stop. And stop. Because New Mexico needs the help. Right. Want to hear about our day in Texas history? I do, yes. All right. So our day in Texas history is April 21st, 1868. Mm. This was the first baseball game ever taken place in Texas, as reported by the Houston Post. Baseball. Baseball. It was at, uh, it took place in San Jacinto on the battlegrounds near the Battle of San Jacinto um, outside of Houston. And that's where, as we all know, well, most of us know, General Sam Houston led Texas to triumph in the War of Independence from Mexico in 1836. So the baseball game took place on the anniversary, uh, which would now be celebrated as San Jacinto Day. The Houston Stonewalls defeated the Galveston Robert E. Lee's 35-2, to which rivaled the result of what originally happened on the same site. Hey. Uh, so... Yeah, baseball season's coming up. Spring is upon, spring is Are upon us. Are you excited about baseball season? I'm really excited. It's baseball is one of the things I hide, you know, because yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. But I'm really excited for baseball season. Well, you kind of like get to enjoy it now in a way that you never did as a kid because no. you don't play it and you just get to be part of the. I just get to. Process. I literally just get to enjoy it. Yeah. I don't have to analyze what right. You're the batter's doing. Like, oh, what, what, what how, the how can I do that? This right. That. Just what fun. kind of haircut do they have? Yeah, plus it's it's nice that I'm older than half the players now, so if I care too much, it's pathetic. Right. So I just get to care a little The bit. right amount. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, April 21st, 1868 was the day that Texas became a baseball state. Heck yeah. Who is our badass of the week? <laughs> our badass of the week is 
something with so much personality. Something. Something something that I think deserves personification. Okay. It is the Ritz Theater in downtown 6th Street, Austin. Ooh. So the Ritz is a historic theater on 6th Street. Yeah. And it has been everything from a movie theater to a music hall to a comedy club to a, like, sketchy club to an adult (laughs) theater. And adult theater meaning adult theater meaning an adult theater like for a while. Yeah, I'll get there. Like adult, like adult. I'm just confused. Okay, cool. I just know if that meant like kids weren't allowed or well, I guess kids aren't allowed. Kids definitely weren't allowed. The films they showed. Yeah, smut films. I condemn that. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So it was first opened in 1929, which is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. It was built by J.J. Hegman, who owned several movie theaters in Austin, Mm -hmm. and was the first one to be built specifically for the talkies. The talkies? Because up till now, all the movies were silent, so you had an organ player that Ah, would do the soundtrack while they had the little, Uh you know, like a train about to roll over somebody. And it would stop, and they'd have the text. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we should go back to that. That'd be kind of fun. The architect was also a, a Texan, Hugo, can't say his last name, Kuhn. Hugo Boss. The founding dean of the University of Texas School of Architecture, Ooh. who also designed the Austin History Center. Okay, which, by the way, the Ritz is a cool building. The Ritz the, is a really cool The building cool itself building. is really cool. Well, and they have done such a good job maintaining it. And that's mm-hmm. part of why I kind of wanted to talk about it, because it was originally um, like just like this long, unusable space. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just... It was odd that they would put it where they put it. Yeah. And they were able, this architect was able to make it something very beautiful mm-hmm. and very, like, opulent. Yeah. If you ever had the, you know, fortune of going to it while it was the Alamo Draft House, which we'll get to, yep. they made, they maintained the red carpets and the chandeliers, mm-hmm. and they had they had that one big theater where you, you could watch from, like, mm-hmm. the balcony area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. You felt like you were part of this historic Yeah. Play. It felt like you would walk into Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so it opened on October 13th, 1929, and showed primarily first-run westerns with a lower ticket price than any other theater in town. Ha, and frequently, they would bring in stars okay. like Wild Bill Elliott and Dub Taylor, along with country music acts mm-hmm. who would perform before the movies. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. Talk about niching down early in history, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So in 1937, Hagman's son, Elmo, great name, Took over the management and expanded the theater to the, the theater to 800 seats. Up till then, it was like 170 okay. or Very something. Very quaint. Very quaint. Intimate space. And widened the theater by 25 feet. He continued showing westerns until television kind of like siphoned the audience off. And yeah. he eventually had to close the theater in 1964. Okay. So that's the first set of owners. Second set of owners, the Alam, you know, the, the Ritz's next iteration. Mm-hmm. It uh, Carrie White, the production designer for the faculty and spy kids was um, a projectionist and janitor of the Ritz during some of those last days. What? House. Yeah. Uh, so the, the theater remained shuttered until 1970 when it reopened for three years as an adult theater. Sick. This is the part that we... By the way, it's on 6th Street. It's Just on 6th Street. Just to give everyone so who at sense. least knows Austin, <laughs> we're talking about a building on 6th Street. So at one so, point, there was an adult theater so on 6th for, Street. For three years, it was an adult theater, you know? Don't want to be the janitor for that. I do not want to. Mm. In October 1974, entrepreneurs Jim Franklin, an artist, and Bill Livingood renovated the theater and opened the doors as a music venue. They Deep cleaned offered, it too, right? One would think. <laughs> like refloored the whole oh, thing. Oh, dude, yeah. They just refloored the yeah. whole thing. There's a reason there's carpet now. Yeah, the wallpaper went up real easy, though. <sighs> 
Uh, so they reopened as a music house and yeah. they did everything from mm-hmm. country to rock to electric to, you know, they would show movies. Didn't last very long, though. That club closed in 1975. Oh, wow. Then several other groups moved in over the years. The Center Stage Group Theater took it in 1977, closing off the balcony to make a separate theater. Okay. And then uh, that didn't last long either. And in the late, in 1981, Shannon Sedwick and Michael Shelton took out a lease and turned management over to Craig Underwood, who began running the venue, and you're going to like this, as a punk rock show. Let's go. Shout out Butthole Surfers. starting, Starting in 1981... Black Flag, The Misfits, Husker Du, The Circle Jerks, The Dead Kennedys, Minor Threat, and others showed that uh, Austin was ready for a hardcore scene. What? In the Ritz. In the Ritz Theater. Okay. Yeah, is absolutely. it called the Ritz at this point? It's, or is it's it always It's always been the Ritz. Always been okay. the Ritz. Um, <laughs> the violence inherent to punk rock shows <laughs> eventually cost the operators their liquor license. That's fair. Forcing another closure in late 1982. So mm-hmm. in about a year... They were able to put on all of those acts. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Also, as an aside, no alcohol. Those kids are still going to beat each other up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they they had like a couple troops come through yeah. there. Um, they had Esther's Follies there for a little bit. Okay. Nothing's really sticking. Uh, the most famous show ever played there in the 80s was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, and they played there on November 23rd in 1986 consistently been kind of a music venue bar yeah. you know pool hall. i wonder if that was the tour where they were playing with only tube socks on their thingies i thought that was every tour no just <laughs> there was just the one, one distinct tour oh wouldn't you do it for everything uh, i'm right. sure that would fly well now i bet it gets cold <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> uh on march 20th 2007 so we're speeding up time a little bit mm-hmm. the alamo draft house cinema announced they would be relocating their downtown cinema which was the original theater opened in 1997, to the Ritz. Let's go. They began construction on April 1st, 2007, and revived the Ritz as a movie theater. Uh, their their founder would run Fantastic Fest there. They would premiere movies there. Yeah. Uh, the, the Ritz was awesome. awesome. The official grand opening was a triple feature of Matango, No Country for Old Men, and The War of Gargantuas. Jeez. Yeah. What a night. Also, that's a long time. So in 2021, as we all know, mm-hmm. the Alamo Draft House filed for bankruptcy yep. due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they had to shutter the doors of the Ritz, unfortunately. Yep. However, the is Ritz... It, is this breaking news? This is semi-breaking news. Okay. This is semi... This is partially speculation. Okay. This is partially confirmation. Okay. And people are, have different feelings about it, so I want to see what you think. Uh-huh. A very famous man recently moved to Austin and has revamped a certain scene. And his manager is on the title for that building now. Is this the same guy who's been hinting at who's a been venue? Hinting at a venue that he doesn't say on air. He doesn't talk he about says, it. I'll show I'll show you after. I yeah, got plans. Exactly. I'll show you after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the J word? Is it's it the, the J-, J it's it's the J word. Is it it's Senor Rogan. Senor Rogan. Senor Rogan. Speculation. 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 So the speculation is that Joe Rogan has purchased the Ritz and is turning it into his comedy club. Just down the street from the Vulcan? Just down the street from the Vulcan. I wonder how Vulcan feels about that. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure he's going to like help. Continue. I'm sure it's going to be. Sure I'm sure the Vulcan's going to be yeah. the B League. Well, like, look, I like the Vulcan. I don't like it for comedy. No. It is not built <laughs> for, not comedy. for comedy. It is not built for um, comedy. Keyword comedy. Yeah, it's great. Just to, dude, to really it's a abruptly great say, music venue. It's a great. Yeah. It's great for all sorts of stuff. Yeah, 
Um, and I like watching comedy there, uh-huh. but it's not my favorite venue, yeah. for sure. So there's speculation. There's speculation that is partially confirmed because they have on record. Yeah, because that's public record. That's public record. Yeah. His manager is on the title. So that says something. <laughs> it says something. And I, I so I wanted to do the Ritz because it yeah. I have so many good memories of watching movies late at night yep. and premieres and taking yep. you there and just really enjoying it was the best spot if we were gonna go see a movie at the draft house we were gonna we wanted to go to the wanted to go downtown if i ever i would sometimes bring people from college station who had never really done austin it was just this mythical weird place and i would say no we gotta go we're gonna go do one night yeah we're gonna go to the ritz we're gonna go to 24 diner we're gonna walk around town lake like yep Back when you could do that and it wasn't so typical. Right. Um, when it was still like a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and, and it was this unique, done fun thing. And I would still argue, like, to this day, a great night out would be starting your evening with mm. dinner and a movie at the Alamo Ritz. Yep. Bouncing to drinks. Yep. And because you're already there. You're yeah. Already you just walk out. And what's great about the Ritz is you're far enough west that you. Yeah. You can go Depending on how much you drink at the at the movie, you can go to Dirty, or yeah. you can hook it over hook a, to hook the Green Room, or to Kung or, Fu Saloon, or yeah. you know Congress is right like there, like the wet, like West Six area. Yeah, exactly. And then while you're there, you might as well pop over to Twenty Four Diner. Might as well end your night with some waffles. Yeah, dang. So there you go. That is that is my way of shoehorning uh, the Ritz into our series of I, Texas badasses. Okay, the Ritz is a, is. It has a personality. It's a foundational it is a living piece part of Austin of, history. Like Austin history, yeah. for sure. Good call. Yes. Thank you. Now, speaking of people who are not bidets, I mean badasses. Badasses. We were talking yesterday, and we thought... And hey, trigger warning, we are out of our depth. Completely. Completely. But... However. We have thoughts. Yeah, and feelings. And ideas. And look, this is feelings, no thoughts. How um, did Ted Cruz get thank voted? Thank you for that. What? I was, I was <laughs> playing around. How? Does, who is Ted Cruz? <laughs> He's a robot that is currently malfunctioning. I mean, homie looks like a melting ice cream cone to me, but... Dude, it... So I know, does it ever surprise you that there's all these stats that say, like, attractive people succeed, but then you look at politicians... Then you look at politicians. And they're all just, like, oatmeal if it had a face? I would argue if you're a politician, you're not a success, but that's a true. That's very a true. But, thing. I mean, you just know what I mean. Of, I do, yeah. There's that. There's all these things that, like, leaders are usually The attractive. halo effect, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's if you, yeah so, man, I like, guess we would all be doomed if attractive people actually Yeah, I mean, Ted office. Cruz looks like the husband of my lunch lady in mi- middle school. Yeah. Ted Cruz looks like the elementary PE teacher. Yeah, good one. Yeah. He wears a collared shirt and yeah. tucks it into like cotton sweatshorts. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he looks so looks aside. Looks aside. Again, we don't know anything. Yeah. If he has done things that are helpful, let us know. I'm sure he maybe has. Maybe? It doesn't seem like politicians do anything good, period. And look, man, I, I fully understand that the way that our system operates involves making laws and passing bit like passing, you know, mm. m- legislative movements. Yeah. So maybe he's behind some great legislation. And I'm just not aware. Mm-hmm. But dude cannot figure out this whole being human thing. He really is not like at all. He, and it, okay, so I looked it up. He went to Princeton for his undergrad. Yeah. Went to Harvard for his law school. So he's not 
dumb. Well, I mean, we had Temple Baker on, and he talks about how he's a good test taker. Sure. So maybe he's a good test taker. I mean, here's the thing, though. I I'm trying to imagine like Temple Baker in a um, elected office position, and even he. Well, he would do way better. He would do way better. <laughs> this because, whole thing would go better if Temple Baker was. I would office. love. I would love it if Ted Cruz was just like a raging alcoholic and was like a Chris Christie and just hilarious. And we kept catching him like doing meth and whatnot. Yeah, which would be way better. It would at least make sense. Than it's catching like, him. hey, Ted, why did you flee Texas whenever it was in crisis? Yeah, so I was going to say, I was I'd on rather it be like, better if it was like, hey, if you were just doing cocaine right. in a bar in D.C., we wouldn't be sense. surprised because, again, most politicians sure. seem to do that. Two, whatever. This guy just whiffs on showing any sort of emotional intelligence at every single corner. Right. Like every chance His where it's EQ a T ball is so low. A T ball absolute toss up of hey. Does he run any of this by anybody? Okay, actually, quick story. I was at a Target mm-hmm. one time up in North Austin, and I saw a guy had an Aggie ring on, and I said, Oh hey, gigs. I, I went there. What class are you? Oh, class of like sixty five or it wasn't sixty five, it was like ninety five. And we're talking a little bit, and I say, what are you doing? He said, I'm in politics. And so me being me, I said, well, what does that mean? And he gets this shit-eating grin on his face and goes, I work for Ted Cruz. And then we stopped talking. Right. And not, he just stopped talking. I think as he said it, he realized, I'm ashamed of what I do and who I do it for. So I'll save you. I'll save you the embarrassment. The embarrassment. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, well, I guess I guess people do work with him. Yeah. They must not be notified when he's going to berate uh, uh, Jackson and like <laughs> for Dude, Supreme Court and in nominee. the most ineffective way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was effective let's, in let's, some ways. Let's start, well, I, 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 <laughs> let, let's start here. How dare you? test somebody in such idiotic ways yes. who is so far beyond qualified. Yep. Let's start there. Well, can we touch on that just really quick? Sure, yeah. The hardest thing to watch of all the things I did at least try and watch of all of these hearings yeah. was, I mean, yeah, the old white dudes being sure. dicks. That's hard enough, but it was more seeing that she has been through this before. Right. Her posture and her face the whole time at least communicated to yeah. me, like, you're not surprised by this. Yeah, been here before. You have been through this so many times, almost because of the many things you have accomplished. Like, every step of the way, you've had to be berated by sure Monday quarterbacks that don't know what they're doing. <coughs> so that must suck. Yeah, that must have been pretty But I even want to go back to before this hearing, because I don't know if you oh, knew before about this. The, I, no, no, no. Cruz was up in Montana. Oh yeah, didn't he yell and, it? Like, dude, he <laughs> he was going off on like airport staff because he was late for his flight. And he they was w- late. He was late for his flight, cool. according to reports. Yeah, and was going to miss his plane, and starts going off on the airport because staff. Because that's going to help. Because that's going to help. I got to tell you, every time I'm late for a flight, I just yell at the airport staff, and it always works. Oh, yeah, dude, yelling at people just in airports, at people in general. Yelling really, in general, look, really. Here's a great move. If you want something and you are in the front of a service representative of some time, you know, some type waiter, bartender, yeah. airline, you know, hotel, 
Yell at them. Yell at them. Be them. mean. It works every time. Demean them. It doesn't make them feel bad at all. Like they aren't human. Yeah. What are they? They're not. Do? Yeah. Screw them right? for having a service How job. How dare they? Um, and I mean, let's look a little bit deeper at the op- optics of this. Sure. He's running late for his flight. He's also at the Bozeman, like Yellowstone International Airport, aka where rich people who live in Jackson Hole fly. Right. So the optics are already. A little bit scared. A little, okay, so you're getting this last second flight to go to your job. Yeah. Also, who's paying for these flights? Right. Because you're a public servant. So. I'm us? paying for this flight? This is. I mean, it's us or whoever, whatever oil man has him in his pocket. Yeah. For, I mean, I'm sure there's multiple. But you would think if he was getting, if he was getting paid out like that, they would just fly him private. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they don't I, want him. I wonder if I, they. I bet. I bet Ted's like. I bet he calls the people who pay him off and mm-hmm. is like, "Hey, can I get a private flight out of Bozeman?" And like, oh, ah. they they like go, "Hey, Ted, Ted, Ted wants like, he wants to fly on our." On and jet. at least some of them that are a little aware, like remember Cancun? Yeah, and, yeah. And he'll go. Like, no, <laughs> they're just like. I just we just got it cleaned, and I feel like I he's feel a sweater. Like, yeah, I think, dude. I feel like he he's looks moist. like the guy who sweats, the pit stain guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like the he pit stain like guy. guy, and kind of acts like yeah. him too. So they they just hop back on. Oh yeah, Ted. Ah. Sorry, you know the the jets uh the it's, jets getting fixed right but now. But American Eagle, hey, <laughs> we'll get you in that business class, buddy. You got it, man. Middle of the plane, you know. Anyway, so before any of this even kicks off this week, there's videos of fire. him online just absolutely demeaning service yeah. employees. It was so bad that airport security had to like get involved. So what a dude. It was pretty bad. Now let's jump to the Supreme Court hearings. You got hey man, say what you want about Ted Cruz. He's great for book sales. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just the complete lack the of, lack of optics. I could have gone to Princeton, is what I've decided. Dude, I should have aimed higher. I mean, it's the same thing of in uh, and this actually was something Easy E said, but in the movie Straight Out of Compton, there's yeah. that part where they're driving into. I think they're actually driving into Houston. Yeah. Um, and there's parents burning NWA albums, and some of the guys are mad, and Easy E just goes, "Who cares? They bought them. They bought them. Yeah. So just the lack of intelligence on his part to. It's the like when fifteen-year-olds are at the peak of their confidence right. and the valley of their wisdom. Yeah, he's coming in like I'm gonna hold these books up. He's like, oh and I'm man, gonna... can you just imagine him like pepping himself up yeah, in the dude, mirror? Ted, you got it, man. You're <sighs> gonna. This, this is All your right, day. So you're you're gonna get on that stand and you're you're just gonna hold that book right up for the camera to see. Hey, what's this? And millions of people are gonna agree with you. And you know what, Ted? They're just gonna clap. They're, they're gonna, gonna, they're gonna love everything. You're finally you say. gonna get that moment you've been waiting for. So as of today, the end of policing, how to be an anti-racist, and anti-racist baby are all number one on Amazon. Wow, way to go, Ted. Way to go, Ted. Maybe he, you know what? Maybe he's a genius. Maybe he's actually just a lefty. Yeah, maybe he's just like really. Liberal. Maybe he's just a secret operative, right? Government agent, Russia, maybe. Ted. <laughs> we're kidding Ted, on that Tedovich. again we're kidding we're joking about some stuff here but we are just kind of baffled just like baffled at, at the idiocy behind yeah our our state's leaders well and what's yeah what sucks if, if it was louisiana if he was totally, a Louis, yeah. louisiana rep we would be like yeah yeah of course he's that dumb yeah he's from texas from texas he's representing our state yeah 
but he's a horrible representation of it. Well, yeah. of normal people. Yeah. According to the few political people we've had on here, this is normal behavior. Apparently, but yeah. apparently, well, and like the thing that people will go back to is there. Apparently, some law professor is like Ted Cruz is the smartest you know law student I've ever had. Apparently, and that's what people who try and defend him go back to. And I'm like, yeah, but being smart doesn't make you effective yeah, at all. Well, also, you can be smart and be you can memorize things for a test. Yeah, and be real dumb. Yeah. And just bad at your job. Yeah. Plenty of people have been good at tests and the smartest student you've ever had. Yeah. And horrible at their job. I just feel like he sits in his office and stares at the wall until somebody grabs him and is like, hey, it's time to go do this. See, I, I, maybe I think he walks around thinking that he's right about everything because he's the oh, smartest man. student this guy's ever had. He's a dumbass. He <laughs> certainly comes across that way. And... Man, it just is so easy to make fun of him. It really is. Like, whenever A.D. Bryant came out in the Ted Cruz makeup with the, the cornrows. So funny. Dude. Oh, my God. that was That's the best impression on SNL yeah. I've seen. Well, I mean, it's sad because Ted Cruz looks like an inflated Michael Scott. Yeah, a little but bit. But he also acts like one. Yeah, a little bit. And that's where it, it, it'd be one thing if you looked like one, but you, but also, you also are... Yeah. So, some funny stuff. It's very ironic. As two Texas white dudes, I feel it's worth to say this sucks. <laughs> yeah. If I anyone, don't... I'll put the call out right now. If anyone voted for Ted Cruz or supports everything this guy does, reach out to us. I, w- I would love to hear the other Dude, side. Tell me, tell me why he's a, like, give me the good stuff. Yeah, give me the what good What is he doing things. that's effective? What yeah. is he doing that's moving the state forward? Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. I see a scenario here where he's like, wait, all Abbott had to do was be paralyzed and he became governor? Right. He's an extreme guy. Like we said earlier, there are a lot of high rises. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, this just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's just not fun. It's not. I, I don't even know what to he's say. He's not really. representing Texans. That's not. I don't believe any actual Texan would ever sit across from somebody that they know is qualified to do a job. Yeah. Second of all, that they know has worked their butt off. And make a parody of the legislative process. Well, and also make it a point to represent their own agenda. Yeah. But then thirdly, disrespect them to their face. So much unbelievable disrespect. Yep. So it. I'm just... There's the funny it, stuff. Well, the, the sad part is, like, it was obviously so... It was in bad taste. It was disrespectful. It was dumb. But you sit back and you go, yeah, I expected that. That's... I mean, that's the other sad part. Just on across the board. I just... The thing that upsets me most is this is our... Repre- the word representative is yeah. in his title. Yeah. Um, And he doesn't I represent... Wish I could just take that out, you know? Just, just like, like... Remove it. What, what if... What if we like Brainstorm. stormed the Capitol? Hmm. I don't think that's ever been done before. Okay. I feel like that must mean they're not expecting it, right? And I'm gonna stop this joke right now. Yeah. Because I just got real scared. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Want, yeah. 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 No, I, I, um, I wish there were more immediate ways to hold your reps accountable for. What yeah. You have to wait so long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to wait a long time. Um. And they're so incumbent. Uh, the process is broken, man. 
the process needs definitely some adjustments. I know that Thomas Jefferson wanted it was either Jefferson or Washington wanted the Constitution thrown out like every ten years and rewritten. Yeah, like not amended. Um, they literally wanted, they wanted it, it to rewritten. like. So and obviously, like he was one of many people who mm-hmm. had a various who had a view on how it should be done. Yeah, but I'm definitely of the opinion that, bro you can't be that bad at your job and keep it. Okay, yeah. It like If I was as bad at my job as Ted Cruz was at his, I would have no job. If I was as bad at being a husband as... You know what? Take that back. I could be amazing at my job, and if I did half the bull crap that he has done... Exactly. I would be so fired. If, if, I, if I was mostly the decent person I am, but a fourth of me behaved like Ted Cruz, I would have no friends. You'd have zero friends. Zero friends. Yeah. So, I don't know. Ted Cruz, fuck you. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> just, it's dumb that people it's like this dumb. represent it's us. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But we love Texas. We do love Texas. We want to make it better. Yeah. And I think part of how we make it better is talking about talking some of this about stuff. Talking about stuff that's not better. Even though we don't know anything, we know yeah, enough truly, to... Truly, if you like, look, man, if you think that this is good, awesome. If you think this is bad, write us about it. Yeah, like, I, I'm dead serious. I want to have a civilized conversation with anybody who agrees with the way this guy wields his political power and the way he does his job. The way he just lives his life. I'm open to hearing, hey, he's done these things that are good. I yeah. did my own search, didn't find anything. Didn't find too much good stuff? No. Because it's like, what do, what do we want as Texans? Free, freedom and independence, but not freedom and independence, but not a strong economy, and for everybody, not for, for everybody, not for not. There's that line in uh, Empire of the Summer Moon where mm-hmm. there's a gathering of the um, Apache chiefs or the Comanche, Comanche chiefs, tribe leaders, because yeah. they weren't really chiefs, and Texans, yeah. And they, the whole idea was, how do we live civilly? Right. How do we figure this out? And it out? was Big Bear, one of the apologies for not remembering it's everything. It's been a minute. But I know the exact quote was, we want nothing to do with the white man's notion of peace. Yeah. I do believe that he meant the white people he had interacted with. It's just, there's too many white people for everyone, all white people to be horrible people. That's yeah. just inaccurate. Yeah. But... Like, when I say Texans want freedom and independence, I don't think we mean, like, Ted Cruz's notion. Notion, yeah. I don't think we mean the, like, politicians who are so out of touch with the actual people's notion of freedom and independence. Yeah. That's my two cents. I'm so scared talking about this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) it's scary because, uh, you know, you get to the point where you're old enough that you know what's going on, Mm -hmm. you know. You're voting in your local elections. You feel like you should have a have an opinion on these yeah. things, and you don't always. Mm. You don't always have like the scope big enough to understand what you want. Um, so when I ask, like, what you know, what do we want as Texans? Mm-hmm. It's, I think, for most people that we've talked to on the podcast, for the people that we interact with on a daily basis, it is that like we want personal freedom. Mm-hmm. We want the ability to easily start businesses. Mm-hmm. We want the government to stay out of personal affairs. We want a strong economy that mm-hmm. includes all utilizing all of Texas resources yeah. from the regenerative agriculture, mm-hmm. the the people raising bison, from drilling oil, from starting nuclear power plants. Like we want all of we these want things all here. of the things, and we want the culture that is coming mm-hmm. 
Like that's also something that we want. And I feel like the representatives we have right now don't want the cultural part of what yeah. we need to mm-hmm. excel as a state. Yeah. They want to they want to stay back with, you know, whatever their conceptualization of yeah. of that is. Whatever their Houston suburban idea of what and that's it, like is. whenever we talk to people, I always keep in mind my, you know, my definition of a Texan mm-hmm. and what I think we are. And I don't even think that the modern politician definition of what Texans want takes into account the resilience and the grit that we have. I don't think they see it that way. Mm-hmm. I think they I think they think that we want like like you said, the suburban culture. Yeah. This, this like, like it's one of those times we sound way too similar. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, just this Yeah. Safe uniform. That's what it is. Safe and uniform. Sa- very whitewashed. I mean Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Ted Cruz can say he's Hispanic, but I'm sure he can't name five Hispanic friends. So, (laughs) again, F you, Ted Cruz. Um, Yeah, it's like the politicians communicate this version of personhood that's just picket fence, two kids. Right. They go to Walmart on weekends. Like, whatever. They go to Target. They don't even mess with Walmart. And, um, and I guess that's part of my problem is the Sanderson Texans are so different. So different. <laughs> than the Austin Texans, yep. who are so different from the Amarillo Texans. Who are so different from the Dalhart Texans. And should be. And that's good. And that's awesome. That's one of the beautiful things about this state. We talked about it with Allison. Yeah. We're too big to be red. One thing, yeah. We're too big to be white. Like, yeah. we're... T- this idea of what a Texan is, which I'm sure you could slap my face on a sticker sure. and be like, straight white male problem. That's yeah. what a Texan is. But that idea is false. Like, this state is too big and too diverse to be one thing. Yeah. And that's what makes it beautiful. Yeah. And so, gosh darn, a guy like Ted Cruz. Gosh that, darn it, Ted Cruz, for yelling at people in Montana over things that were <laughs> your fault in the first place. And also, why were you in Montana? <laughs> why were you in Montana? Why? What? <laughs> you don't ski? Yeah, you too. <laughs> I just, I, I no, 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 no. Ooh, ooh, but he doesn't ski. There's no way. D- tell me. There is no way that Ted Cruz does anything other than sip hot chocolate in the lodge. Yeah, he looks like a human milkshake. Tell me that guy can even that stand was a on good skis. One, yeah. Thank Fair. you. Yeah, I'm yeah. good at those jokes. Like the yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the guy who hits on all the wives while everybody's out like mm-hmm. doing stuff. Yeah, like he's like if the Cookie Monster became a janitor. Like, he literally looks like if a Vienna sausage had a face. If Sesame Street had to, like, make a villain, that. T- Ted Cruz. He Ted would, Cruz with the yeah. beard. Yeah. So, also, Ted Cruz, if you're listening. <laughs> We'd have you on the pod. If you want to maybe make time come for actually yourself. coming to Texas amidst yeah. your busy, important schedule. We know you're all over the place. We know that you know you're you everywhere. You like to go to Mexico and Miami and, and Montana and, you know. All that stuff. Good for you. Um, Feel free to come on the pod. Please. I'll, I'm not. Bring whatever book you hate. We'll get it to number one. <laughs> um, It'll be yeah, a good time. I'm dead serious, though. Like, I'll oh, send this to Ted Cruz's office. They won't listen to I've, it. I've said nothing that I won't stand behind. I, I stand I stand behind F.U. Ted and Cruz. And I would love if you if you prove me wrong, prove me wrong. I'll say I'm wrong. Yeah. Quick side note. I'm not side saying note. F.U. Ted Cruz because he's Republican. I don't care about that. I'm saying F you because he doesn't do his job. I always come back to the same thing. He's not comporting himself the way I think a Texan should. No. And again, don't you ever disrespect people 
across the table from you, especially on national television, that are qualified to do the job they've been selected to do. Absolutely. Like, how dare you talk down to somebody so yeah. qualified? And then there's a text enemy that's like, Who's and like and don't don't you dare, dare treat a woman that don't way. Don't you dare treat a woman that way. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. So, man, I'm triggered. Yeah. Feeling a little triggered, buddy. So if you're triggered, don't forget to follow us at TexishPod <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. Give us the follow, like, comment, DM. Send this to your friends in Idaho. We hear they're pretty far right. Would let's love get to into piss a them Twitter off. war. Let's do it. Let's not do let's that. Let's not do that. Um, Manscaped Texas, 20% off. Yeah. Don't forget to check yeah. that out. Um, any other updates? Oh, yeah. Um, so I saw him. You saw him? I saw him, yeah. When and how? Dude, okay, so you know how after I paddleboard, I love to get uh, like a smoothie and yeah. just like cool down. So I'm, I'm on my way to get my favorite smoothie. I'm imagining this like cold, mm. you know, I like to get the business time. Yeah. So just that nice like iced coffee frappuccino yeah. feel, mm-hmm. but I know it's good for me. Yeah. And I'm, I, dude, you can't, I'm, I'm sweaty, I'm hot, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so ready for the smoothie. I pull up and the guy, he opens the window and I can tell something's wrong. He's like, hey man. I'm really sorry our power went out. We can't make anything. I can't even charge you for anything. Our POS is out. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know that there is a word better than crestfallen to describe my demeanor. I was so disappointed. Just deflated, disappointed. I I hadn't stopped to get, like, any water or anything. So I'm just like, my my mouth is dry. Yeah. I'm I'm like, I'm that little tiny Tim, like, please, sir. Please, sir, may I have another? (laughs) And just, no. No. You suck. Go home. So I'm turning around, just downtrodden, walking to my car, and I, I see a homeless gentleman on the corner, uh, and he's like, hey, can you spare it? And I'm like, I'm like, I just check in my pocket, see if I have anything. And I look up, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm so And then I see the those bright blue eyes. Oh, no. And he's disguised himself, and he's, hol- <laughs> he's holding a fuse box, flipping me off, just shaking his head. Forever and always. He was following you, man. He was, dude. Lance was out to get me. I was on he a was, good run. He, he was nice to you for a while. He was nice to me maybe for a while. Nice maybe, he'll be, maybe, maybe he'll be nice to you. So, hey, if you guys so, yeah. see Lance out there. If you there, guys see Lance masquerading as a homeless man. I mean, I bet Lance and Ted Cruz are friends. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Texas Pod. I don't know if that's an insult more. <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. We appreciate every single one of you. Bye, y'all. Bye.